Welcome to the Self-Awareness and Self-Compassion Podcast, formerly known as the Full Spectrum Feeling Podcast. I'm your host, Blaise Schwaller, life coach, mom, and former tattoo artist. I help people heal their past, speak their truth, and love the lives that they're living now. Join me here every week for conversations on how to live an imperfect but fully engaged life that embraces all the feels so that you can stretch into your best life while enjoying the you that's here right now. Hello and welcome back to the podcast. I am delighted to talk this week about desire and the things that we want, the things that we dream into being, the stuff that we really hope will happen over the course of a coming year, the things that we want for ourselves, for our loved ones to experience and to do, the things that we notice that the people around us want and desire. And it's occurring to me that this time of year is particularly wonderful for nurturing those desires, for dreaming up what it is that we want. I think that there's something about the winter months, particularly where I am, like it's starting to get cold, things are getting frozen. It just seems like more of a time of stillness. And in stillness, it gives this kind of fertile ground for the things that we want to make themselves apparent and make themselves heard. And one of the things that I've noticed that most of us seem to desire in the winter months is more coziness. We want quiet. We want peace. We want to feel connected with our loved ones. There's something about kind of burrowing in and finding where we feel comfortable. And that to me is desire, right? Like it's this desire for luxury, for feeling I don't know, pampered and loved and whole and safe and needed and like we belong. And that's often, I don't know, that's kind of the entirety of everything that I desire, right? Like if we just had to put it into words, we all want love. We all want peace. We want to kind of be left alone with the people that we love to be able to appreciate them. We definitely want to be appreciated. We want to feel that love reflected back to us. We want to hear that we're doing well. And then There's the other half of desire, right? Which is the things that we think we need in order to be good or enjoy that, the stuff that we want to put in our lives. There is a very big component of commercialism in just society in general, and I fall victim to it as well. And I've noticed that, you know, if I'm left to my own devices and were to write down like all of the things that I want initially I actually kind of go blank. I'm like, I don't really want anything. I feel pretty good. Most of the time, all I really want is a cup of tea, a cat in my lap, and to be quiet. I have that right now, you guys. Like I've got my cat curled up on my lap on one arm. She's been purring for a while. I think she might've fallen asleep. She feels happy. I feel happy. I have a hot cup of tea that I'm probably afraid to drink because I don't want to spill it on her, but it makes me happy that I have it and it smells good and it's quiet in my house oh my gosh, I love that. It's peaceful. Nature is nice outside. I've managed to get outside today. Even though there's not a lot of light, I am enjoying the light that I get to be out in, just that I have the opportunity to leave my house and get outside. And that I don't have to leave my house. I also really appreciate that. Like My needs and my wants are generally pretty simple. 
and yet. (laughs) Then there's the, wait, should I desire more than that? And I don't know if you feel this as well as like, you could be perfectly content. Life could be amazing. You could have everything you need. And then someone asks you, what do you desire? What do you want in life? And you're like, oh, should I want more than that? (laughs) I think we all think the answer has to be yes. That we all believe like, shit, I should really want more for myself. I should want more money, more success, like more everything. Maybe I should be eating different kinds of foods or less of them or more of them. Like we really like to quantify things and either decide that relative to where we are now, we should have more of something or less of something. And I don't know what it is about us that makes us do that, but it's just what we do. And I'm learning to just embrace that and go, no matter what, there's going to be something that's dissatisfying. I'm going to decide that I want to eat more delicious food and I probably shouldn't eat the delicious food. Like don't have the sugar. It's terrible for you, but maybe eat more vegetables. Maybe you should be wanting to like cook and bake more. Wouldn't that be amazing? And then there's the other half of me that's like, just leave me alone. I don't want to have to work in the kitchen all the time. (laughs) And it's kind of funny just talking about it right now, it sounds ridiculous, but it is the internal war that happens in me every day where I get up and I'm like, okay, have I checked off the things in my box? Like a little box checklist. Have I done my vitamins? Have I brushed my teeth? Like I don't have that on the list, but did I do the power breathe? Am I ready to go bring my daughter to school? What else do I have on the docket today? You know, like I have all this stuff. When am I going to go for my walk? Have I done it yet? And wanting to somehow prove that I've done all of those things. Literally, I don't think anyone in the world cares if I do them, but me. And yet I feel like I want to prove that I've done them all. So I do it. It's so silly. (laughs) The more I talk about it, I'm like, good goodness, what's going on with me? Why do I have this desire? And I think it does tie back to the wanting to feel belonging, to feel like There's something that we have to prove about ourselves in order to be lovable and in order to have anything to talk about with other people and to have them want to be around us. In my mind, it's always been about achievement. So there's got to be something that I'm achieving. And if I'm not trying to achieve anything dramatic, like I'm not going to be going for Olympic gold. Um, you know, I don't really have any of those things. I'm probably not going to be creating a masterpiece painting this week, this year. I don't know. Maybe I will but it's unlikely. So I don't have that that I'm striving for, but the things that I am striving for are, can I be more healthy? And that's such a weird and vague thing to say. And I guess I could probably do anything and tell anyone like, wow, I've been really successful at that. And it probably would satisfy their need or desire to hear anything about what's going on in my life. And yet in my mind, I want to have all the little details. I want to be able to say, well, I did this and I researched all these vitamins and I figured out the best one and I figured out the perfect timing and it turns out it's fabulous and I feel amazing. Or I'm like, oh, these things are achy and not feeling good. So I've tried these exercises and I've really figured it out. And guess what I'm doing? I'm doing the hard thing and I'm coming up with a routine for exercise. And even as I'm describing this, I'm like, wow, that's actually in there. That's in my brain. There's a part of me that feels like I need to suffer in order to prove that I'm improving myself. (laughs) that I need to come up with a crazy exercise regimen and routine in order to be healthy when what I know in actual reality is just getting up and moving around and doing things is more than enough. 
Like if you get up and sit down, you walk around, you breathe outside, you lift some things, you pull some things, like you're actually pretty okay. I've kind of embraced the philosophy that like sitting for prolonged periods of time and doing nothing is probably the enemy. But the truth is most of the time, I can't even sit still that long before I want to get up and go do something anyway. So on the few days that I do just want to be lazy, sit in bed and just stream Netflix and watch Japanese shows to learn Japanese better, it's fine. I can do that. I should feel guilt-free about it. And then there's something in me that wants that not to be true or doesn't really believe that it's okay and won't allow myself to just relax and be still and enjoy those moments. It's like I only can enjoy them if I've done something hard in order to earn the rest moments. And that makes me question what has happened in my life? What's happened in general in everybody's lives? Because we all do this. That makes us feel that our peace needs to be earned. That to be able to be, I don't know, okay with everything and just relaxing means that we are not good members of society. There's been such a push, I think, in culture that producing things is good, that making things is good, that working hard is good, that you have to earn everything, that you have to earn your vacation, (laughs) that it's a vacation. It's not even a normal state of being. It's that if you work really hard, you should be working hard all the time. But occasionally we understand that because you're human, you're going to need a break. So we'll give it to you begrudgingly as a vacation, but then you better come back. And then even retirement is something that we work really hard to get. And then most of us seem to get there and then have no idea what really to do with it other than consume more stuff. (laughs) Or I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if that's necessarily true. That just came out of my mouth. Ah, yeah. So I'm thinking all these thoughts. I'm wondering, what is it that I deeply desire, really, if I really get still, if I'm actually present in the moment? And how often do I answer my desire's call and show up for it? How often do I allow that what I want is possible? How often do I allow that what I want is good or okay, even like that would be acceptable. How often am I willing to push for something that I want that I don't currently have, but I think might be cool? Who am I? How do I show up around wanting things? And is it things that I want? Or is it a feeling that I want? And I think that's actually the better question is what is the feeling that I want? Because when I pair the thing that I think I want with how I think it's going to make me feel, I can recognize where I already have that feeling and just try to connect with that more. When I do that, it seems like whatever I'm trying to get to, like the gap between where I am and where I want to be, somehow gets smaller. Somehow I'm able to get there faster. And it's not through pushing hard. It's not through crazy effort. It's not through coming up with a cunning plan and following all the steps, although sometimes I really enjoy that process. So for me, that's part of it because I enjoy it, but only because I enjoy it, I think. Usually it's because I'm feeling so good about it because I've already decided to feel good about it and like it's already happened that all of the things that have to happen, all the actions that I need to take in order to make something happen just feel easier. And because they feel easier, I do them. 
And because they felt kind of okay and good as I did them, and then I, I make a point actually to backfeed more enjoyment and appreciation at myself every time I do something towards a goal. If the process is enjoyable, suddenly the process is shorter. But I can't do it the other way around. I can't try to force things to go faster and work harder because then I feel resentful. I automatically put the brakes on. I feel cruddy about doing it. I don't show up. I think that's the biggest symptom of me recognizing that I'm pushing really hard or that maybe I don't really want what I think I want is that I've dug in my heels and I do not want to do the thing that I know will get me there. And actually, that's a good thing that we can explore is what is it that we might not be willing to do? Why don't we want to do it if we know that doing that action is going to give us what we want? And there's so many answers that can come up. I've had answers for myself be like, well, I don't want to be that kind of person, or I just feel like it's going to be hard all the time and I don't want to do hard things. Or I might think, oh, if I do that, I'm never going to have time to just be still and bullshit all day and watch a TV show, but I just really want to do that because I never get to. And then I realize how much I talk to myself in hyperbole where I'm like, oh, I never get to have fun and I never get time by myself and everything is always loud. None of those things are true, but they can feel true in a moment. And I have to catch myself when I start repeatedly telling myself a negative story about where I'm at and where I'm going. And it's so funny that we started out today talking about desire and what we want. And so much of understanding what we want is really understood by recognizing the feelings of what we really don't want. I feel like they're important. You have to have both, right? There's got to be something to bounce off of in order to get you to move towards where you want to go. If everything was perfect all the time, we would just sit around and do nothing. And I would offer that that's probably not as bad as like all of the stories would go. They're like, oh no, nothing would ever happen and it would be terrible. Would it really be terrible or would it just be kind of boring? I don't know. I don't think that's ever possible. I don't think it's possible for us to ever truly be so content, be so happy that we have no desire. There's always going to be a desire for something. There's always going to be a desire to avoid something else. I'm finding those desires really fascinating to observe in myself, to observe in others, to watch in my daughter, to notice what it is that she's motivated towards and who she is naturally and what she is hugely motivated to avoid and what she does. And I love watching her because she's so much younger, right? Like when you watch someone who's five or six years old, the innocence that they have, the willingness to accept that they have feelings and this is how it is. And they're willing to really explore that and express it to you in a way that adults were just like, oh, well, I'm upset. I probably shouldn't talk about it. But let me tell you, a six-year-old does not have that inhibition at all. She'll be like, I'm very mad. And I think this is terrible. You're a terrible person. And I hate that. Well, I don't really think that you're a terrible person, but I'm really angry about what's happening right now. And I think of her as like, God, there's that voice inside of me. I have that going on whenever I have to do something like the dishes, right? Or something really simple. There is a part of me that's like, oh God, this crap again. And it makes me laugh and just connect with myself and go, okay, well, what is, what is it really? Are you really upset that you have to do a dish? Or are you upset that you wanted to do something else and you're not feeling like you're allowed to do it? I ask myself those questions a lot because the more I'm able to cater to my own desire to be heard, and what my simple, real desires are. Like they turn out to be so simple sometimes, actually almost all the time. The things that I want and the things that I would venture to guess that you want 
at their heart and at their core are so simple. And I would love to get more in touch with that, to make my own life less freaking complicated, (laughs) to be able to just recognize that all of the time, I want more love. I want more peace. I want more connection. I want a chance to connect with nature and feel like I have space to breathe and I want quiet. That's great. I'm allowed to have those things. I'm allowed to create spaces for that to grow and nurture and be awesome. I can connect with more people. I can have really deep conversations. Those fill me up and nurture me so much. And I can also just go out into nature and listen to birds and not people and not clanking machinery. And that nourishes my soul as well. And honestly, that's enough. I don't need it to be more complicated than that. And when I don't make it more complicated than that, life gets so juicy, I guess I want to say. Like, it's just good. It's full of magical little experiences, like little moments where I'm actually present and not trying to escape my reality. So I think part of this reflective portion of the year is recognizing that being present in our lives requires us to feel. We have to feel what we want. We have to feel what we don't want. We have to be willing to sit there and acknowledge it and then respond to it. I don't want to say react to it, but respond to it in a way that really nurtures us and replies to the the want and the need in your heart. When we're able to do that, I think life gets really compassionate I noticed that we're just, anyway, for me, I'm kinder to the people in my life. I'm less likely to snap, or if I am kind of awful, I catch it very quickly, and I'm able to notice other people and see what's happening for them and communicate to their heart as well. Mm, yes. So my friends, may you connect with your desires in this wintry time of reflection May you find what it is in your heart that you really need and want and find the simplicity in it. Even if it seems like it's a big, complicated goal, there's really something at the heart of it that really speaks to your soul. And it's often not the thing that we're doing. It's the experience that we have of trying to create it. That's usually what it is. Like we do things and we create things in order to connect to that feeling and to create more of it. So I wish you a wonderful experience of connecting to your soul, connecting to your heart, being able to find the words to tell yourself what that is and to tell the people around you what it is and to really embrace what could be utter simplicity in what you really want and how you feel. Have a wonderful week and I can't wait to see you next time. Thanks so much for joining me. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and share it with someone you love and leave us a review. You can learn more and get some self-compassion tips and tricks by visiting coachwithblaze.com, where you can sign up to get my free booklet on overcoming anxiety, overwhelm, exhaustion, and burnout. I'm sending you so much appreciation and love, and I'll see you next time.